Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I am your host, Anthony Wilson. And today on the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast, we have a distinguished guest. And I'm so <laughs> excited uh, to meet uh, this wonderful woman of God who's on the other side of the world for me. <laughs> it feels like she's so <laughs> far away, but uh, technology brings her so close. Uh, Mrs. Meredith Swift, how are you today? Yeah, I'm very well, Anthony. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, and so I'm excited that uh, you took this opportunity uh, to visit with us. And we're, we're, I, we have a really good discussion lined up for our listeners um, and, our, and our viewers on YouTube. Uh, first and mm -hmm. foremost, I want to thank our listeners, both through the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and those who watch us on YouTube. Thank you so much. If you're not a member of our community, make sure you hit that join button so you can join in and get the extra perks that we have for those that are members uh, and those that are supporting through the podcast. Thank you so much. Your support is invaluable. Um, let's get into this thing. Uh, Meredith, uh, could you tell the people just a little bit about yourself, who you are, and just a little about your testimony, because you have a powerful mm. testimony. Okay. All right. Thanks, Anthony. It's a real honor to be here. And yeah, thanks to all the people who are listening and tuning in wherever you might be. Um, so my testimony, uh, I, was, I was born and raised on a farm in uh, Victoria, Australia, a dairy and sheep farm. And uh, as a, a young child, I was very, uh, I read a lot, you know, but I was very interested in subjects that were of a, a bit of a darker nature. So I was very interested as a, a little child in things like, um, you know, reading and, and watching things about vampires and ghosts and, uh, you know, the other, the other dimensions of life, really. Uh, and I used to wonder about God. I used to think, you know, who's God and where is he? Um, and I used to imagine, you know, what God might be like, but I really didn't know about Jesus at all. So even though I was raised in a, a you know, a Christian household and we did go to church, um, we didn't go to church very often, um, you know, just Christmas and Easter and things like that. So my life, you know, I had a very full sort of life on the farm, but also this other part to my life of, of you know, being drawn to the darker side. So um, probably when I was around about 12 years of age, I started um, with my best friend, we would have seances. Uh, and um, that was fairly scary. So we stopped that. But all through my teenage years, I was searching and, and, and thinking there's got to be more to life than, than just the physical, you know. So uh, this culminated in when I was in my 20s, I began really exploring the New Age movement. And uh, I became an alternative healer in the New Age movement. I had a, a therapeutic massage and healing business. And I really explored, you know, every sort of aspect of the new age that I could possibly find because I, I thought, well, the new age is all about love and light and that's what I'm looking for. 
Um, but in reality, as I was to discover, the new age love and light, it, it's very different from what the roots of the new age are. And I was yet to find that out in my quest um, for the meaning of life, really. And so, you know, from, I guess, my 20s right through to my 40s, uh, because I'm in my 60s now, uh, I really was immersed in the new age. I thought that was the answer to all of my, um, you know, the things that I was facing in life. And I, I had quite a few challenges in my life, so... Uh, I had a, a very abusive marriage. Um, I had a, I have a daughter who was born with significant special needs. Uh, and the things that I had learnt in the new age, you know, um, the positive affirmations, the love, the light, all the rest of the things that used to work for me, I found that they weren't working for me anymore and it was really quite empty. So I, I didn't really think about God and Jesus, at that time in my life, I thought Christianity was a boring sort of religion and that I would have to, you know, become someone who I didn't believe I was. I had no real idea of what a relationship with Jesus is like. Uh, so I just thought, well, no, I'll disregard that. It's boring. It's not for me. And then my mum became very ill and uh, she was... Um, still in Victoria and I, I had moved from Victoria in my childhood home quite a few years before and I went down for to see my mum and, and she passed away and I went to um, the priest who was organising her funeral with my sister and and I remember being very impressed by this priest and I thought if there was a priest like that where I lived I'd go to church I remember thinking that so even though I didn't know it, Jesus was really drawing me to him. I, I, you know, I look back and I see that now. And so the new age had really lost a lot of its hold on me. Uh, and I, you know, had this stirring in me about going to church. And as it turned out, um, one of the people I worked with, because I was a kindergarten teacher, was a born-again Christian. And uh, she used to witness to me. A lot <laughs> and I really enjoyed our conversations because she was very non-judgmental and I thought well all Christians are judgmental for a start that was one of my misconceptions but she was very non-judgmental and you know she would just talk to me about her relationship with Jesus and, and who Jesus was and what he did and you know he died for us to set us free you know uh, he forgave us of all our sin and I thought oh what sin, you know, I had so many questions and she really answered all my questions, Anthony. She was wonderful. So, um, you know, cut a long story short, uh, I prayed a prayer with her and got saved. And um, the day that I got saved, I remember thinking afterwards, I thought, oh, I didn't feel any different, you know. I thought, you know, I thought there'd be fireworks or something, you know, I'm born again, what's going to happen next? And um, I was driving home uh, and I remember talking to God in the car and saying, if you're real, I want you to give me a sign, so, which looking back, I think, wow, you know, that was pretty bold. But, you know, already from my conversations with my friend, I'd, I'd realised that I could have a relationship with God through Jesus. I could have an actual, I could talk to him. So 
when I got home, um, my younger daughter, she came home pretty much the same time and and she I said, guess what happened to me today? And, and she said, well, guess what happened to me? And I said, well, you go first. And, and she said, well, Mum, these people called Gideon's Bibles came to our school and uh, they gave us each a little Bible and, and uh, at the back of the Bible was a little prayer and she said, I said the prayer to invite Jesus into my heart. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I think that's my sign, you know, because uh, pretty much the same time we worked out, she got saved at the same time as me. So, yeah, I became born again and really, you know, my faith um, grew. I used to listen to Christian radio a lot. I re- started reading the Bible uh, I was connecting to a really fantastic church. So gradually all my misconceptions about Christianity went away and I threw out all my new age stuff uh, yeah, and started writing books about all the aspects of my life um, under God's prompting, really. Um, I started writing in 2017. So, yeah, the journey is, yeah, it, it's a challenging journey, as you know, being a Christian, but yeah, all those things that I thought Christianity was were just so completely different to what I found with Jesus. So that's yes. my testimony in a nutshell. Amen. Yeah. Uh, and an an amazing testimony. I mean that that you asked for a sign and he gave you one. He, he did. One. He did. Oh, amazing man, sign. So good. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah, now, you started. You said that you ta- you started writing books and about the different aspects of your life. And one of the books that uh, caught my attention was um, from New Age to New Creation. And you talk about going from that New Age to that New Creation. What are some of the things that? Because um, I know you touched on it, but how deep were you? in the new age was it just something that passed by or did you really get deep into it yeah I really got deep into it Anthony um because it was like the foundation to my alternative healing business I it was like a, a rabbit warren really I started exploring all different types of alternative healing uh, and there are just so many I've got like a, a pretty much a list of a page long in the book that yeah. uh, all the stuff that I was into um, I, you know, was in groups of people we would meet. I didn't do seances or anything like that anymore because I saw the new age as being all love and all light. Um, but the new age, it's always about you have to do this or do that to become perfect, mm-hmm. you know, because in the new age it's like you, you're a soul because uh, reincarnation is very much a big part of the new age. You're a soul having a physical experience and each each time your soul will learn something in a particular lifetime and your soul will keep coming back to learn things and then when your soul is perfect, you'll go to a place called nirvana. Mm. So because New Age is like a mishmash of all sorts of things, like there's Hinduism and there's a bit of Christianity in there, there's um, American Indian teachings, there's all sorts of stuff. It's like a mixture so I think that's why it appeals to so many people. But, you know, as we know, following Jesus, the, there's only one way to, to God, and that's through Jesus, only one way to heaven, through Jesus. So the path is quite narrow, but this broad path, which many people and I was on, it just leads nowhere because 
you, we can't ever be perfect. We serve a perfect God mm. and he lifts us up in his perfection, but we can't be perfect. So um, with the new age, I found I was always striving because it was about what I could do rather than in Christianity, what Jesus has done for me and you and all those who, you know, call on his name to be saved. So I was deep into it and then when I came into um, Christianity and I started exploring deeper, I found that the roots of the New Age were very, very dark and very sinister. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and, and some of the things that you said resonate with me that, you know, a lot of times people are looking for love. And anytime someone speaks about love, it draws you in you know, draws you in and with the idea of love. So in the new age, when they talk about love, what is, what is love in, in that context, you know? Yeah. What is it? It's like this. Um, yeah. It's just very, very broad and, mm. you know, and there's some wonderful people that I am still friends with from that time in the new age. Um but that there's no substance to it, not like what we have with Jesus. It's very hollow and it's only a one-way street, really. It leads to nowhere, you know. That's what I found and, and that's what I try to convey in my book, the New Age book about my testimony and, and I contrast Christianity and the New Age and, and, you know, do my best to expose the myths of the New Age because there's there's many, many myths Um New Age is like the counterfeit. You know how Satan is the counterfeit and he can't create anything? Well, that's what New Age is like. There's no creation. It's all like a counterfeit regurgitation of all sorts of stuff that really lead nowhere. So you might feel good momentarily, and I certainly did. I felt good, you know, uh, many times, but it never lasted. There was no depth to it. You know, w- with with the new age, and you use the term counterfeit. Counterfeit. I, I I wonder. You know, when people are going into the new age, um, they're really seeking something. They're they're seeking something. You talked about meaning. You know, but the only meaning that we can really have is in Christ. That He died so that we can be reconciled to the Father, and that's real meaning is to be in right relationship with God. And we couldn't do that no matter how many hours that we meditate, no matter how many, you, you know, we, we could go on and on, and, but we can never accomplish that apart from Christ. And, and I believe that, you know, a lot of Christians probably don't realize the difference between New Age and Christianity because there, as you said earlier, there's a little bit of a mixture of Christian ideas in New Age Um, What are some of those things? Okay. Well, probably the main one is in the New Age, what, how they they convey Jesus as being. So in the New Age, they're these people called ascended masters. Mm. And so they relegate Jesus to being one of the ascended masters, a man who has reached perfection. Uh, and it's absolutely nothing like the gospel. There's nothing about the cross. There's nothing about forgiveness. He is just one of the master healers that you pray to. And, uh, yeah, so whatever you have 
at a specific time, whatever need you have, there'll be a different ascended master who will fulfill that need and help you. So, yeah, that, that's one of the main things. Um, a lot of the things about positive affirmations, which are part of the new age, they have their roots in scripture. Um, what other sorts of things? The, the whole thing about new age and crystals, like in the Bible, especially in Revelation, there's, you know, talk a lot about um, crystals, but never in the Bible do they ascribe healing properties right. to crystals. Um, what other sorts of things are there? It, it's really, it, it's about having your identity in all these ways of being healed and all these ways of becoming, your soul becoming perfect, whereas with Jesus we have our identity in him. Our identity is in Christ. Um, in New Age also there's, there's things called your, your higher self. So it's like a, an advanced version of you who's like a spirit guide, whereas in Christianity, you know, our weakness is made strong through Jesus. Like yeah. he's the one we can always call on to be with us or never leave us or forsake us. So there's all these different um, bits and pieces but every single thing that the new age tries to um, achieve or tries to be, it's all found in Christ. Everything that the new age, you know, the love and the light and, the, um, you know, the identity, that, that's all in Christ. So, um, yeah, that, yeah, does that make yeah. sense? No, it, 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 it yeah. does. It does. Because, you know, a lot of people would say, you know, what's wrong with healing, you know? Um, what's wrong with being healed or wanting to be healed and wanting to feel better, you know, I, and by going into the new age or blending new age practices with Christianity, especially, like you said, the positive affirmations, you know, taking scripture and using as positive affirmations, th there's, there's some truth to knowing our identity in Christ, right? But then there's another thing where you're using scriptures, you know, to just you know, make yourself feel better. You're not actually seeking after relationship with God. You're just using it for your own uh, healing. Because you're you're not the first person that I heard about having uh, your own healing practice and the ascendant master. Now, talk a little bit more about that because I've heard about that before, but I'm not as familiar. How deep does that go? Uh, well, the Ascended Masters are all different people taken from all the various religions. So Buddha is one, Confucius is one. Um, I can't remember who the Native American Indian one is, but there's seven different masters wow. all taken from various religions and they are supposed to be worshipped as the deities and, and they're supposed to help you. Um, yeah, so they're like the figureheads um, that you can call on. But again, there's no no pointing towards Jesus as who he really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Just, he's and, just one of them, right? <laughs> yeah. And really new age makes us out to be our own God. Yes. Okay. We yeah. are like our own gods. Um, and, you know, the, the, the positive affirmation and so forth, when you recite it like a, a, a nameless formula, it becomes like magic. It's like a, a magical spell almost. Yeah. If I say this enough, it's going to happen. But that's just false. It's just blatantly false, you know, and wow. it, yeah, it, it does steer people away. But, you know, for someone like me, 
I got sick of the striving, the striving and never, never always being lacking was how I eventually felt. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so with, so the healing properties with the crystals, because this is actually probably more popular than, you know, among Christians, this whole idea about, you know, healing and crystals, you know, and you mentioned it briefly that the Bible really doesn't teach anything about healing through crystals, does it? Um, in the New Age, um, the crystals uh, have all different healing properties and they're very closely linked to, it's called the chakra system, which is a Hindu mm-hmm. system. So we, according to New Age and, and this the Hindu philosophy, we have seven chakras. So like we have our base chakra, which is red, and that resonates with like rubies. We have um, the next chakra is our emotional chakra, which is orange. And then we have our feeling and intuition chakra, which is yellow. Heart is pink and green. Expression is blue. And then purple for, which is amethyst. That's for your crown chakra, which that's what you're heading for. You're supposed to become perfection when all of your chakras are in unison and that the crystals, um, they tie in according to what colour and what healing property they have. They tie in with your chakras and they're supposed to have healing properties but there's nothing in scripture because I've looked um, about crystals as healing having healing properties yeah that's all distortion yeah I've, I've had people you know argue me down like no no this is in the bible you know this is in the like I, I've never found it in the bible I've never found these things in the bible especially when it comes down to the chakras and you know, um, I'm, I'm born in, in, in February. So my birthstone is amethyst. And they're like, Oh, you're special. Cause the am, I was like, I, I, I don't know anything about this stuff. It's, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, but as Christians, why aren't we seeking Christ as the ultimate, you know, Paul said that I might know him, right. He never sought after anything else. He wanted to know Christ. He wanted to apprehend him the way Christ had a hold of him. He wanted to have a hold of Christ. He wanted Christ to be in him and be in Christ. And in that, there is all of those things that we're seeking for. And it's eternal and it's real. And like you said, there's substance, it's concrete. And we can share that with other people and they can be transformed as well. Whereas these other things, they kind of make you feel good for a little while. Um, but then what do you do after, <laughs> you know, after yeah. the, new, the newness wears off, so to speak? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there is a scripture, I can't think exactly where it is now, but it's about worshipping the creation rather than the creator. Romans 1. It's in the new. Romans yeah. 18, yes. Yeah. And, and New Age is very much worshipping the creation. So all of these things... You know, it's like if you believe that a crystal is going to heal you, it's an object that you're worshiping, you know? Wow. Wow. Um, wow. What about things like, uh, like, you know, uh, a lot of people are into burning uh, incense and things of that nature. And I don't there was a big movement of sage. Everybody was like, well, let's, let's burn sage and, you know, find peace. And, and these are Christians, you know doing this because they said well in the bible they burnt fragrances unto the lord is that the same or is it what is it different what 
you know, is there any truth to that kind of stuff or what? <laughs> um, well, in, in my experience, um, burning sage came, it was an American Indian practice and it's, it's a cleansing ritual. Um, and I used to do that ritual quite regularly. But we're taught in scripture that, you know, prayer is our ultimate weapon. You know, we claim territory for Jesus. You know, prayer is our ultimate weapon, the ultimate thing that we have, the ultimate weapon that we have for battle. So why would you want to burn sage as a cleansing sort of thing when we have the Holy Spirit and we have the power of prayer? Yeah, yeah. Why do you, why would you think that a Christian, because you came from the new age to Christ, why would a Christian not think that Christ is enough? (laughs) Well, I think, I think Anthony, really, it's because we're living in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. And as we know, we have an enemy who seeks to kill, steal and destroy. Um. And to keep us away from Jesus, that's his mission. So living in a fallen world, we all have challenges every minute of every day pretty much. We're all sinners. And it's like it's a perilous world. You know, you you can get drawn down a path so quickly and it's not of God, but we don't know it because of our fallen nature. And even when we do know it, you know, we can still, you know, like Paul says about sinning, you know, I don't mean to sin, but I do sin. It's the sin that lives in me. But, you know, I think if we keep fixing our eyes on Jesus and, you know, having the Holy Spirit as our guide and, and, you know, arming ourselves with prayer and, you know, the Bible and having our walk with Jesus, we will fall at times because we we're always going to sin um, for as long as there's breath in our body, really, until he comes to take us home or we, you know, we go to be with him. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why, you know, and especially too with with the advent of social media, mm. because social media, it's really about the next shiny object. We have a constant feed if we want to of like this shiny object, that shiny object, so quick and so distracting and, and I think that, you know, that distraction is also of the enemy because it kind of fragments your mind. Uh, it weakens your identity a little bit if you immerse yourself in social media too much. Yeah. 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 No, you're you're absolutely right, because that's where a lot of the messaging is happening is people turn on social media and they're being flooded with this, you know, with these different ideas and they're thinking, wow, that 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 sounds good. That sounds, you know, I need that. I, I want, you know, and a person will go on there and, you know, say, well, you know, because uh, there, there's a there's a group that actually uses tarot cards to give people prophecy. And 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 is that from God? I mean, could somebody actually say that this tarot card, God, well, God can use anything. That's what you know. I see your face. You're like cringing. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean, God can use anything, but the thing is we're warned pretty yeah. strongly in scripture in many places about sorcery, about magic, you know, about witchcraft. And also that God is a jealous God. We're not to place other gods before him and all those things 
Like when you depend on something like an oracle to give you guidance, you're worshipping that. You are, even if you think you're not. Right. You really are. Right. Yeah. Because and God, I don't I think I think as Christians we just can't be too careful, Anthony, like because our salvation, you know, we're we're outworking our salvation. We've been saved, we're being saved, we will be saved, but it's a perilous walk. Yes. In so many ways. <laughs> yes, right? yes. And some stuff seems so innocent, you know, things like, you know, horoscopes. I know Christians that do everything based upon, you know, horoscope. They're like, well, how you're dating, you're dating somebody, you know, what's their sign? Because that'll tell you if you're, you know, supposed to be with them or not. Like, why are, I know, I know you can't answer that, but it just, (laughs) it just throws, it just throws me for a loop that we don't recognize that. And we think, well, that's innocent. I mean, is it really that innocent? You know, is is there really anything really bad about checking my horoscope? (laughs) Well, I just suggest people ask the Holy Spirit about that one, you know, (laughs) because I I know when, you know, after I was saved and I, I was prompted by the Holy Spirit to throw out all of my books and oracles and gemstones, all sorts of stuff. And I never actually even looked at the horoscopes ever again. Like it was so, such a strong thing that the Holy Spirit gave me not to go near certain things and to get rid of stuff out of my home that, you know, it was not a God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, depending on where you come from, you know, if you come from a background of alcoholism or drug addiction, when you give your life to Christ and you really start going after him, it's almost like you have to get rid of all that stuff. You know, um, I was like that, you know, a lot of my music and movies, I got rid of them. People were like, those were good movies. Why? I said, but they have so much sex and violence and so many things in there that I really can't deal with right now. I need to be chasing after the Lord. And it's not that people can't watch movies. I'm not saying that, but you as an individual, like you said, Holy Spirit has got to guide you because some things are more temptation for you than for other people. They could drag you into a really dark place. And that's what I feel like you're saying is that we've got to be very careful uh, that Holy Spirit guide me, show me where that line is, because we don't know where the line is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really important point, Anthony. I think you know, I was reflecting on this the other day about, the, you know, how Paul talks about he's got a thorn in his side mm-hmm. and he never says what that thorn is. Right, right. But I I was thinking about it and thinking, what is the thorn in my side? And I think each of us has different thorns in our side that Satan tries to enlarge, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, trap us with. And we've all got different challenges on our Christian walk. But, yeah, things that seem so innocent, if they're not in Scripture and the Holy Spirit is cautioning you away from it, like you with your music and your films, then, you know, you really, you've got no choice but to obey, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think, think, you know, what you're saying is very, very needed, especially because you have experienced it. You've come out of the New Age. if you were to list some things for a Christian to just be aware of, what would be your top 
I don't know, five things <laughs> that <laughs> Christians need to be aware of so that they don't fall into it? Well, the top one for me is yoga. Mm. The top one to be aware of. Um, I have a, a, there's an author here in Australia called Anne Hamilton, mm-hmm. who is an amazing author. I don't know if you've ever heard of Anne. Yeah. But she talks a lot about um, guardians, the threshold guardians and covenants and the armour of God, all sorts of amazing stuff. She she was a mathematics teacher, so there's a lot of stuff about numbers and scripture in her writings. But she was the first person that I ever really um, heard from about the dangers of yoga. And first of all, yoga means yoke. Okay, that's what the word means. So when we practice yoga, and I practiced yoga for years because I, I had a back injury and yoga really helped my back, like amazing stuff. But when I found out about what yoga means, it means to yoke yourself to all other gods. It has its roots in Indian Hindu, and um, and it's about all the different poses are different salutes and worshiping to different Hindu gods. Wow. So I have I know Christians who have written books about yoga and about it's fine they justify it as Christian yoga, but it's a bit to me. And I believe what Scripture um, talks about. You know, we're only to be yoked with Jesus. He's the only one, and His yoke is easy. You know, but yoking yourself through the practice of yoga um, and then reworking it as, as somehow you can do, you know, do the poses by reciting the scriptures, that to me is really, really dangerous. Mm. Um, and also it's a bit like, you know, like, you know, secular world wants to redefine marriage, but marriage has a definition. And it, to me it's the same with yoga. Yoga has a definition. Right. doesn't matter what you, how you want to pretty it up. And that could be the thorn in the side of someone, you know, that could be their journey, you know, that they have to turn away from yoga, but it's a dangerous practice. So that would be my top one. Don't yoke yourself to yoga. Don't yoke yourself to any other gods. Only yoke yourself to Jesus. Stretching and things like that is different. Poses, there are specific, um, they're called asanas, Mm -hmm. and there's for specific um, parts of your body, and there's a very deep meaning to them that, as a Christian, I would advise steer well clear of. Now, because so you brought up be, because you brought yeah. up yoga, I don't want to sidetrack you, but when I think about yoga, I've heard a lot about Kundalini. Yeah, yeah. What is what is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So the Kundalini, um, it's it's like a form of energy. It's called the serpent power. Mm. Satan, serpent, Mm. yeah. Um, And kundalini energy, energy, when you activate it, it's supposed to be activated at the base of your spine and go right up through your chakras, up to your crown chakra. So kundalini yoga has that specific purpose to activate your chakras and, yeah, take you into a whole, (laughs) a whole, whole messy, yeah. Like they're all roads as far as I what I've come to realize now, roads to destruction. So yoga, um, meditation is the next one. Um, meditation on scripture is a whole different thing, but the meditation I learned, um, I did a Buddhist retreat and it was meditating on my breath mm. um, and, and emptying my mind. And again, what I found was when you empty your mind, a whole lot of demons can come in. Oh, 
to your mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. When you open yourself up to that, um, but meditating on the scripture, you know, we, we, we're told in scripture, you know, we can meditate, right. you know, so that's what, not, not as a positive affirmation sort of thing, but just taking a scripture like be still and know I'm God. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Really right. think about it, meditate on it, ask Holy Spirit, that sort of thing. And that naturally just gets you into a, a calm state. So, um, but the other sort of meditation, which I learned, I would steer clear of. Um, so that's number two. The third would probably be uh, would be any sort of oracles, mm. so tarot cards, angel cards. Um, what other cards do I used to have? Animal cards. I had heaps of cards. Oh wow! All oracles. So um, yeah, I'd steer clear of those as well because again, it's that worshiping. So, the creation of the creator. So, and, so a, angel, I, I just recently heard about angel numbers. What's angel numbers? I never. Oh, I don't know, Anthony. Oh, I don't know what that, that one would be. I'm like, what are angels? Because you said angel cards. I'm like, angel. Some people give out angel numbers for your prosperity and, you know, all this. I was like, what is this stuff? And why, yeah. why are Christians getting involved yeah. in it? <laughs> so angel it, it, cards. It, what are angel cards? They, they were little cards that would just have a positive affirmation on them. Mm. And so I would draw a card for the day and it might have joy on it. So I think mm. about, oh, what brings me joy? And that, I mean, it seems harmless, but right. you know, it's not harmless because it can lead to other things. They're like, I found the new age, you know, once I'd started on one thing, it was like a drug, you know, I'd start off with a soft new age practice, I'd call it like maybe looking at a card or and then gradually I got more and more immersed, so heavier and heavier, wow. really. Um, so, yeah, oracles, anything that, you know, we're looking for answers, we, we've mm-hmm. got all our answers in, in Christ and Scripture, you know, and the road is narrow, Anthony. It is narrow to Christ. So we don't need to be looking outside at all these other things. So that would be the third. Um, the fourth one Fourth and fifth, probably the positive affirmation type of thing, you know, trying to put God as a magician that if you do mm. this, he'll do that. Right. No, which is really, it's just very disrespectful, I think, for a start, majorly disrespectful um, to try to put God in this box that he'll do what we want just because we're saying mm. something, wow. you know, like. Wow where to where to be obedient to Christ as you know like that's it and when yeah having a relationship with Christ it's a joyful obedience I mean some of the stuff you don't want to do but the obedience you know if he wants you to be obedient that's there's no other option really you know it's not an easy walk but it's a walk that is an incredible walk as you know and I'm digressing a bit, but I, I write in my book, you know, going from before Christian, before Jesus to after Jesus was like going from black and white to technicolor. Wow. You know, and I, and I <laughs> wow. couldn't have imagined, you know, I wow. could not have imagined the journey that he would take me on. I had absolutely no idea. You know, I thought I had all the answers in new age. I thought, yeah, I'm doing okay. But, you know, when I met Jesus and I could see what a sinner I, I, I am and, and was and 
had a glimpse of what it took for him to die on that cross to save me. And he's got that promise for each of us. Yes. You know, if we come to him and confess our sin and get right with him, you know, it's an amazing free gift of salvation, you know. Wow. Yes, there's it is. nothing. There's <laughs> nothing more incredible and so simple in in the beginning, you know, like simple, you know. Yeah. So all that other stuff, you know, positive affirmations. I'm thinking of number five. Probably I'll put horoscopes and all that in, but that goes with oracles, I think. But really anything that takes you away from what you can find in Scripture, right. what you can find in Jesus. Right. Don't need that other stuff. Really. Relying, relying on something other than relationship with Christ, mm. you know, and try, trying, I think, to to get like an easy fix to yeah, try to yeah. to buy into that lie that you know we're supposed to be happy all the time. Oh, but, you know, <laughs> we're supposed to be you know prosperous and have millions of dollars and like be happy all the time, and it's just not true. Right. Right. You know, it's not true. But we've got a God, we have Jesus who helps us Praying. with whatever struggles we face. You, whatever said, you said it earlier, when we're weak, that's when we find out that his strength is made perfect. That's when yeah. we see his grace in our lives the most is when we feel like we can't handle life. He's there to walk with us because he promised he would never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be there through the peaks and the valleys. And so, yeah. you know, for him to... You know, I know people want to, they want God to spare them of all the hardships of life and, you know, and, but he gets right in it with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's right here with us. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And there is nothing on this earth that we face that Jesus has not experienced himself. That's right. You know? That's right. That's right. You know, I mean, look at his mom. His mom was an unwed teenager. Oh. There you go. That, that was the beginning, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everything he's, he was condemned. He was scorned, you know, like he died for us, but all the way through his life, you know, he experienced being human. There's nothing that he doesn't know about us. Right. He created us. There's nothing he doesn't know about us and that he can't help us with absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Meredith, this has been amazing, amazing, amazing. I feel like I've learned a whole lot, <laughs> you know, um, because a lot of these things I hear, you know, and I've, and I've done some study, some research, even, you know, some of the things that are in your book, but just to hear, just to hear you talk about your relationship with Christ is the most encouraging thing because so many people, they're looking for a way, they're looking for something and you're saying, yeah, I've done that other thing and it doesn't compare to Christ. It doesn't compare to walking with Jesus. And that's what I really, really love about your testimony and who you are. And I pray that it inspires um, those that are listening or watching. I pray that they're inspired by that. And so as we get ready to kind of wrap this up, because we could actually keep going for a while. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy this. I would love for you, if you would, to say a last word of encouragement to anyone who's maybe, you know, in the new age 
and Mm -hmm. has heard about Jesus, but they don't know if they should go that route. And would you then pray for those listeners um, uh, that really need to know Jesus? Thanks, Anthony. Um, well, what I would say to anyone listening who is in the new age or just not sure about Jesus and, and Christianity, um, I think it's probably something that you have to outwork yourself, um, if, especially if you're fully into the new age. It could be a big thing to give up. But I believe that Jesus... He knows, he knows each of us and he wants to save each of us. And anything that you think new age can give you, it really is an illusion. It's, it's a surface fix that leads to nowhere. Um, and it's exhausting mm. trying to keep... Uh, finding things that momentarily might help you feel better. But then there's only one thing that can fill that God-shaped hole in our heart that all of us are created with, and that is God. That is Jesus. And he's waiting and he's ready. He wants you to come to him. And it's scary. It was scary for me, and I write about this in the book. It's very scary um, to commit to Christ, you know, I felt enormous fear before I said this, the prayer that my friend led me in. Um, But that was the enemy trying to keep me from Jesus. So, you know, we're not given the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And, yeah, Um, yeah, so I'd just like to, to bless you all and lead you in prayer. And thank you so much, Anthony for this great opportunity to speak. And, you know, um, I'm always happy to speak with people individually about, you know, what what I've found um, and, you know, my experience in turning from the new age. I've never looked back, never looked back. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll close in prayer, hey, Anthony. Yeah. Heavenly Father, our precious Jesus, Lord, we praise your name. Lord, we give you all the honour, all the glory. And we know that you're here with us, Lord, because where two or more are gathered in your scripture, it says that you are there. And you are always here, Lord. You are always here to guide us. You are a creator. You are a healer. You are a defender, our provider. Lord, you are all in all. And, Lord, I just pray that uh, the conversation Anthony and I have had today glorifies you. Lord, I just pray that the words uh, do not return void and that anybody who is immersed in the new age, uh, that your Holy Spirit um, can give them those stirrings and give them uh, the revelation of who you are, Lord. Uh, You are a good and mighty God and you have a good plan for all of our lives, Lord. So we just, uh, we pray a blessing on all those who are watching this now. And Lord, we just thank you again for your amazing sacrifice to set us free Uh, we ask that your precious blood be poured out over this conversation uh, and all those who are watching and lord we just thank you and we love you jesus and we pray this in jesus name 
and I just also want to bless Anthony and his ministry, especially that, yeah, he, he's doing amazing work, Lord. So just, yeah, just keep close with Anthony and bless him, Lord, and, and uplift him and encourage him. Uh, yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Uh, thank you so, so yeah. much for your time. Um, I will make sure that we drop all of Meredith's information in the description of, of this video and on the podcast. Um, please email her, reach out to her, check out. Yes. She's got a long list of books. I was going through the <laughs> list of books. She's got a long list of books. So you've done a lot of writing um, about yeah. a lot of different subjects. And so yeah. uh, people can check that out. Is there any place on social media that they can check you out that you want to you know, shout out to? Um, I do have an Instagram account, um, which I'm probably a bit slack <laughs> in posting, but it's at, it's at Mary Free 2015. And I have a website which has all my books. So that's um, www.meredithswift.org. Yeah. Amen. People, amen. And, um, and that'll be right in the description. So you can check out all you. her stuff. And uh, yeah. uh, Meredith, if you, if you guys didn't notice by her uh, accent, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She's in Australia, so Australian. <laughs> so, uh, I'm an Aussie. Yes. Well, thank you yeah. for your time again, and to those listening, remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, yes. soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless yes. you, and thank you for listening. Thank you.